brother. We got a podcast, yeah. Wrestling with my brother. Christmas. Hello and welcome back to the podcast that loves Christmas, but probably not as much as Mick Foley. It's wrestling with my brother. Whoa, he's done it again. We got opening segment, bro, and you just beautifully segued. Oh, fantastic. I thought you meant I'd done the same intro two years in a row because I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, probably. Oh, look at us. I wish you could see us, listeners. I got a hat on. My tree's glowing behind me. Shit, it's on fire. No, it's just lights. I got a glass of port. Darren's got a... What have you got? A pint of ale? pint of bitter. Because it's Christmas. It's Christmas! That's right, bitches. Christmas episode. We made no song and dance about episode 50 last time, did we? It completely passed us by. We... Forgot about it. It was like a wrestler that slipped down the card and they've got no plans for him whatsoever. Just passed us by. Faded into obscurity already. We started it during COVID and you all listened because you had nothing else to do. And now you've got jobs and lives to get back to. And uh, yeah, we've got a few clinger honors. <laughs> but yeah, 50 episodes in, isn't it been fun? Good bonding with brothers. It's been a lot of fun, even if nobody listens to it. Even if it's just me and you talking to each other, that's that's nice. And that's something that we'll always have. That's, that's right. I, I've been telling my new work about it. So, you know, they might uh, go in and listen and then have me my P45 the next day. So that's <laughs> something to look forward to. Uh. So, festive. Are we all ready for Christmas? We are. We are. I have to apologise now if you hear any banging, clanging, or jingle belling. It is not Rudolph knocking at my door. It is my new little kitten raising hell. I'm not, I'm not sure Rudolph is the one that knocks. I'm sure Santa does the knock. I, I think Rudolph knocks. Oh, yeah, and Heisenberg, of course. I am the one who knocks. Yes. But no, if you hear any noise, it's him. His name's Rocky, and he's a little shit. He's also a little angel, so... Are you going to give us a quick update on the wrestling world? I hear... Oh, God. Regal has left AEW. Regal's gone after double-crossing the Blackpool Combat Club, handing brass knuckles to MJF, who's the new AEW champion. Now they're pushing absolute Ricky Starks to the moon, and he had an amazing promo... Last week, uh, we I've heard recently he went off script. He was literally like, I'm going to flip that massive mole off your neck and punch that humongous nose off your face. He was really going to town. No, it was brilliant. A lot of the speculation I've seen online is that William Regal is going to go straight back to WWE and tell Triple H who to hire and who to ignore from AEW. He probably will, but, you know, I think AEW have got enough of a presence now to... To keep hold of their talent. I wish Moxley would go on holiday. I tell you what, everyone knows that he was due a five-week vacation. And, uh, yeah, because of all of this crap with CM shitface, um, he stayed behind. Now that he's no longer the champion, I'm like, go on, mate. Get on get on the beach. Have a chill out, son. Maybe they'll so, give yeah. him some time off over Christmas. Hopefully. Hopefully. He's, uh, yeah, 
He's just brawling all over the place at the minute. You don't care. So it is our Christmas episode, the last one of the year. And yeah, let's do a very Christmas edition of Who Would Win? That's right. And brother Darren, who would win between Hornswoggle dressed as an elf and good old Saint Mick Foley mentioned on the pod dressed as Santa? That's a fairly easy one, isn't it? Who'd win between a 300 pound grizzled veteran and a dwarf? I mean, it's it's like me and you, isn't it? That's that's good. Yeah, I don't think you're like <laughs> you're not allowed to call them dwarfs, are you? Little people, little, little person, people. little little guy. But given the uh, the abuse they handed out to him while he was in WWE over the years, I don't think it matters particularly in his case because he was um, called all sorts of things, wasn't he? he? Started out as was it little bastard? I think. Yeah. Then wasn't he? Uh, he was Vince McMahon's love child or presumed love child in one angle. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, I. I, I don't don't be high test. I I'm gonna give it to Hornswoggle. I think he'd be sneaky, and you know Mick would drop the barbed wire bat, and Horn would start twatting the back of his legs, you know, chopping down a redwood. Horn would start swoggling. <laughs> yeah, I think your attitude going into this would be the same as Mick's. You'd be like, oh come on, what a joke match. But you know, be careful because he's tiny but mighty, just like yourself. Don't trust the little guys. Oh, have you seen mm-hmm. that genuine mixed martial arts fight between that really tiny guy and that gigantic obese guy? I don't know who they yeah. are, um, but the little guy wins, basically. He, t- he tires out the, the massive guy, and eventually I think they end up on the floor, and the little guy, yeah, I think the big guy is trying to crush him and trying to use his weight advantage, but he just the little guy just ends up pummeling him and, so yeah, you can you can never assume that the big guy is going to win. This is what I'm saying, bro. He's all cute in his little elf outfit. Oh look, boom! I mean, you've seen uh, Bad Santa. The 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 little guy in that he punches Thurman right in the bollocks. It's perfect. His head height. You know. Yeah. And On a my... Mick Foley match is going to have low blows as legal moves. So it's all legal, isn't it? Let's be fair. He's never had a technical masterclass. One punch in the bollocks, barbed wire back to the face. My um, mind's gone on a bit of a tangent about aggressive little people. I'm thinking Joe Pesci, Scrappy Doo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's Baby Yoda. No, sorry, that's Joe Pesci. <laughs> Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, a horn swoggle, dressed as an elf. I could see it, full of elf confidence. <laughs> hey, but I'm very, very elf assured. Oh, Jesus, God. He wouldn't be left on the shelf. <laughs> I'm mad. I can't even think of one in his my fucking segment. Um, good. <laughs> it's oh, you've, you've let your elf down there, Craig. God. Something about Christmas. <laughs> Who would win? Oh, silly, silly, silly banter. This is, yeah, Christmas themed all the way through. 
But wouldn't be Christmas without a barbed wire Christmas tree match. God, sorry in advance. This took place in TNA in 2007. What's going on? It looks like they're opening up some of the packages in the ring. Relic has taken out. Is that a golf club? It looks like a golf club. If I'm Shark Boy, I try to get as many packages and open them up because he's going to need whatever help that he can get. But Shark Boy able to get the golf club and then uses it as the weapon it's supposed to be here. And he smashes Relic into the back. Oh, oh what man. A shot. Shark Boy taking it to Relic here. Fortunately for Shark Boy, using that golf club and now drops down to the floor as we see Abyss and Black Rain squaring off. Barbed wire Christmas tree. You heard me right. Bringing together my two great loves, festivities and violence. Now, you might be thinking this was an ECW or even a latter-day WCW stipulation match, but this is a Silent Night Bloody Night match that took place in TNA, of all places. I don't know what was silent about this night because it was full of screams and rabid crowds. Quite uh, quite a backstory to start with, I thought. Do you know what? It always makes me laugh how all of these outlandish soap opera characters just happen to be working for the same wrestling company. Like, there's no one like that in my office. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, the whole Raven Tommy Dreamer angle about, um, what was it, summer camp and, and Raven was was the outcast and Tommy Dreamer was a jock and they just happened to be working for the same wrestling company. When you think about it, yeah, storylines are great, but do a storyline as in you screwed me over last week. I'm going off on a bit of a tangent now. It just always makes me laugh that there's these massive outlandish things. I'm like, is a coincidence that there's like 20 weird characters all working for the same company? That's strange. Yeah, just, just a lovely barbed wire Christmas tree hanging over presents, which just happen to be weapons. Thumbtacks, glass, golf clubs... Hardcore action with a thinly veiled Christmas theme. Not much else to say, really, is there? Have you gone for a barbed wire Christmas tree this year, or have you got a real one? Um, We've gone for razor wire this year. Yeah, we're mixing it up. Classy, yeah. classy. Try hanging decorations <laughs> on that, mother. I have. Cut to ribbons, bro. Cut to ribbons. Yeah, um, let's, put all <laughs> the, <laughs> let's put all the weird freaks in a match together and let them get violent. It's... Uh, yeah, they did have some freaks, didn't they? Relic or uh, Killer backwards. It's very Ooh. clever. <laughs> I remember him um, as Johnny Stamboli in the full-blooded Italians in WWE. Yeah, now that that was my thing with TNA. And my wife does it all the time when we watch films. She's like, I know him. And I'm like, I know you do, babe. It's his job to be an actor. He gets around a bit. I'm the same with TNA back in that era. I'm like, ooh, see, now, because they wear masks and stupid other things, I can never remember. But yeah, that's right. Yeah, Shark Boy, Black Rain and Abyss. I did like Abyss. I always liked Abyss in TNA. Yeah. And I'm glad he eventually got to hold the heavyweight title because uh, I felt he deserved it. But uh, I don't know. I, th I also thought that he probably could have had quite a good career as a monster heel in WWE. Yeah, of course. I mean, I know he's there now, kind of backstage with his old mate Stylesy, but uh, I think he could have had a better career if he'd been, you know, an in-ring participant. Yeah, everyone was calling him a Mick Foley knockoff and 
like he went too far out of his way to prove how hardcore he was. Like the the scars on his arms, you know. I'm I'm a hardcore fan, but he didn't need to bleed as much. And you know, Sabu did it in a more natural way in Japan. Whereas every match, you could tell he was like, "Right, cut the hell out of my arms, please." I'm trying to make a point. Yeah, I could see the Mick Foley. Um, to me, he he was a bit more like Kane. I thought Kane, uh, kind of a big mix between Kane and Mick Foley, but I liked him. And I, yeah, what you say about this match? I mean, just all the weird freaks and some some blood. It wasn't long enough to be to be good. I, it was quite disappointing how short it was. I thought they could have you know made it go on for another ten minutes and had some innovative stuff because you know they started getting the weapons out and before yeah. you know it, it was all over really. Just like Christmas, bro. All that anticipation and excitement, and it's over. (laughs) (laughs) All that anticipation, all that excitement, and then you're hitting your father with a golf club and it's done. Do you know what? That'll be us two weeks' time. (laughs) Um, Do you know who Black Rain is? Yeah, well, they were talking about it. It's Dustin Rhodes, isn't it? It's Skulldust. And that's sad, though. That was him at his absolute heaviest, and he hated the character. He hated... What he what he looked like and felt like. If you see him now, he's obviously way older. But my God, he is svelte. Yeah, he did. He did look big. He looked out of shape in this. He looked mm. old, and it's funny because this was what ten years ago, maybe more. Well, two thousand seven, so more. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. It's funny, isn't it? You you look at him there and you think, oh, he's he's old and over the hill and past it. But he's gone on to to you know, have good matches in WWE and in uh, AEW since then. He's, uh, he appears, about, I was saying the other day to Tina, about five times a year in AEW, and that's it. But his matches are good. He's faster and more agile now than he's ever been, I think. Yeah, he's. I think he's talking about retiring as well next year. Weird on the grapevine, so... So his black reign will be over. It's Christmas. It's the time for puns. It's what I do. Oh, I thought we were stopping there. That, that, that was waiting for the bang. What, you mean this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is Christmas, so all our matches are Christmas-themed, and this is another one of those. Randy Orton versus David Otunga in a Miracle on 34th Street fight on SmackDown in 2011. And Otunga! Ooh. There go, there go the plate of cookies. Oh, come on, Randy! I, I hope you like them. I made it myself. Ooh. Believe me, take it for my wife. Randy Orton is using everything out here to his advantage. Oh, man. Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> As I've just said, I love a pun, and I especially love a Christmas pun. So when I heard of a Miracle on 34th Street fight match, well, I knew I just had to pick one. I think this was the first of those that they had, and they've made them a kind of semi-annual tradition since then. I love the fact that they decorated the ring in the ringside area with Christmas stuff. And if you're putting on a wrestling show near Christmas, I think you should have Christmas props everywhere. You know, A, just because it looks good, and B, because they give you some unique weapons and fighting possibilities. 
whether or not it's a street fight. Um, you knew it wouldn't be long before they all came into play. So we had a cookie tray, a wreath, a candy cane, Christmas presents and trees all used as weapons. Um, I think I wanted more Christmas, if anything. Like <laughs> it's like Mark from Peep Show. I wanted more Christmas, Jeremy. <laughs> I, I mean, just like it, it was a little bit subdued, I thought. You know, they could have gone really over the top. I did like the fact the commentators were dressed up and one of them was um elf wasn't he that was good yeah and it was it was it was um michael cole he was at reindeer or something oh who bloody knows yeah i mean randy orton obviously legend fantastic wrestler uh david otunga not so fondly remembered um i think he was you know he, he had his nexus angle and that was about it but uh yeah i'm glad that they've made this into a, a tradition i think you know, with a, with a bit more violence and blood, a la our previous match, I think this probably could be a, a really good addition to the uh, to the match types. When he said Allah, then I was hoping you were going to say fa la 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 Allah, la 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 la. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that Come was on. the least tuneful <laughs> carol anyone's ever done. Fa la 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 la. I've only had one beer. <laughs> The least tuneful, jovial. <laughs> you had about as much Christmas spirit then as a paper bag. Oh, God. La, 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 la. That's the highlight. Oh, look at him. He's on his second can. He's going for it. Oh, balls. I've only got the one glass of port. While he pours. Oh, look at that. He's pouring it in front of me. Will he get a perfect head? That's what she said. Um, No idea who David Otunga is. Fair play. Never heard of him before. Um, again, another hardcore match masquerading as a Christmas boat, but granted with more trees and tinsel, as you were, uh, as you alluded to. Off the back of this, I was actually considering featuring a match from ECW because they had a pay per view called "Wait for It Massacre" on Thirty Fourth Street. That's clever, isn't it? But it didn't have any Christmas moments, so I thought I can't do that just on <laughs> a loosely linking name. I like how Randy was impressed with the cookies before twatting Otunga with the tray. That was good. But he took tiny nibble, bloody athletes, shove it all in, mate. That's what we loved about Stone Cold. He wasn't, I'm not, I don't want to say svelte again. I've already used svelte. Give me another word for svelte. Thin. No, is Lyle a word or have I just made that up? Lithe. Thank you. He wasn't Lithe or Lyle, but he would, he'd have like 10 beers after each match that's what i wanted i wanted him to eat all the cookies um but you know he's living himself he was living himself throughout this entire thing and nothing says christmas like throwing people into trees and slamming others under presents you know it's, it's just what a family christmas is all about i was just thinking like all this carnage we've already seen can you imagine if all of these wrestlers went on a tinsel and turkey night straight after the show imagine what that would be like Start off all nice, and then one wrong word. We're like the plane ride from hell, but Christmas-themed in real life. I'd love to see it. So would I. I yeah, you'd imagine like, like lobbing stuff in balls and, you know, kicking sprouts through each other's eyes. I don't know. It'd just be a nice visual. I like it. I Thinking about what you said about the cookies as well, and you're right, if Stone Cold had been there, or if this match had taken place in the Attitude Era, those cookies would have been smashed in uh, Otunga's mm. face uh, until it was basically just full of icing and crumbs, you know. 
And I, or <laughs> they would have been used as frisbees or something like that. You know, he wouldn't have uh, emptied them and then hit him with the tray. That those cookies would have been brought into play, and they should have been really. I just want to thank you for uh, giving us the title of this uh, year's Christmas themed pod: Icing and Crumbs. Icing and Crumbs. <laughs> it sounds. It sounds like a bad detective sitcom in the nineties, isn't it? <laughs> Dave Icing, Tony <laughs> Crumbs. <laughs> Two hard bitten detectives on the streets of Lincoln. Yeah, a bakery has been turned upside down. <laughs> this is a case for icing and crumbs. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this, crumbs. <laughs> Oh, I, I, my pen game is shit tonight. I'm trying to think of anything to do with that. You got it. Icing. This is getting on my nerves. Why do they only ever give us bakery-related crimes? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like the Scooby-Doo, but with bakers. Yeah, they'd be like the croissant killer. <laughs> it's because of our names, crumbs. They'll never take us seriously down at the precinct. <laughs> Ooh, donuts. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Oh, we're rattling through this tonight. We are. I'm absolutely boiling in this hat. I might take it off. Does Santa take it off when he goes around the world giving presents to millions of children? No. So keep it on, you fucking Grinch. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. Segwaying from that. This is, with a bit more festive cheer, a Christmas carol sing-off. On WWE Raw in 2013. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the WWE Christmas Carol Singing Contest. So the winner will be determined by the WWE Universe by applause at the end. Up first, the vocal stylings of Xavier Woods in Our Truth. I used to, we'll do this thing, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Oh, holy night, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. There's some real bright stars. It's the night of oh, our dear Savior's, Savior's birth. That's when he was born, y'all. Oh, you'll laugh at this as a British reference. Xavier Woods and our truth just reminded me of Anton Seb from X Factor back in the day. <laughs> a <laughs> terrible, flat, a terrible flat singer and a wannabe rapping. <laughs> Holy night and deep in his soul, he felt this worth. <laughs> Come on, movie buddy. I'm <laughs> terrible. No doubt you look so fine. Whoa. Girl, I want to make you mine. Yeah, come on. Just let me be with the woman that I love. The woman that I love. Oh, God. Just a little bit of fun, really, to break up the uh, the barbed wire death match that I featured in the opener. How crazy was it seeing Drew McIntyre? A, looking way smaller than he is now, like suspiciously smaller, or should I say he's suspiciously larger now, and B, being so silly and goofy instead of his new character of basically pissed off Scotsman. I th- you, you, you look at him now with his big beard and big broad hairy chest. That was a Scottish impression. You know, with his long, lovely, glowing locks and his growly accent. 
And you think, oh, look at it. Well, he's a real man's man. You see him back in the day, and he was like a clean-shaven, lies. There we are. <laughs> back I eat against felt. Craig's only got two words for somebody when they're not muscly. <laughs> Slim. There we go. Slim is the obvious one. Slim. <clears throat> but the way you sounded just like Billy Connolly then, your voice didn't sound anything like him. But I am Billy Connolly. <laughs> All right. Billy I was Connolly. working on the docks, telling jokes. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm a wrestler with long hair. Take me seriously. <laughs> We're more like fat bastards. They all merge into one. I don't want to. I don't offend the Scots. I mean, our, our, we got Scottish family. Can't understand any of them. But <laughs> yeah, you know, they you can't you can't regionalize them. They all sound like Billy Connolly because everyone does. Oh, just, just I know you're gonna say it. I just the great Carly. He's he's amazing. And he follow la 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 la. <laughs> Over and over again. Fa la 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 la. He's never heard a Christmas song in his life, has he? <laughs> no. I mean, it's not surprising. He's being from India with his yeah. hardly any Christians and no Christmas traditions. Yeah. <laughs> he just hasn't got a clue what's going on. <laughs> oh, I love how I love how goofy he is. Sometimes I do like how they take wrestlers who are really destined to be huge, serious beasts and just make them silly, and it works. You know, like Booker T, I, I know he wasn't of the same height and whatever, but he was a really serious, intense wrestler. Soon as they saw the spinner, Rooney, that's it, he's a joker in the supermarket. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. All right, well, at least sound a bit more entertained by my chapter. <laughs> that was yeah. good. I, Sorry, I'm I, boring you. No, when you break into Vince McMahon, I just want to hear more. I just think you're going to go off on this big McMahon rant. I love it. <laughs> McGrant. That's a McDonald's burger. Mm, it's a good one as well. Um, you know what K Quick does at the start of this, where he chucks in random lyrics every now and again. I do that all the time, and it drives my kids mad. <laughs> oh. I do it on um Silent Night. So they go Silent Night, Silent Night, yo, Holy Night, Holy Night, All is calm, everything is calm, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All is bright. It's bright everywhere. It's bright, <laughs> bright like the fucking sun. <laughs> yeah, I always do. When Band Aid comes on the old version, I do the new version with uh, who is it? Is it Dizzy Rascal? Oh it's yeah. I always always do that bit. Well, if we're going off on a bit of a tangent, I've got my own lyrics to that. It's uh, the breakfast song. I might sing that every morning, and it drives my oh. kids mad. Come on, I think the listeners desperately need to hear it. It's breakfast time, there's no need to be afraid. At <laughs> breakfast time, we grab ourselves a bowl or plate. Have some toast, there's plenty, with jam or marmalade. Throw some bacon in the pan, it's breakfast time. There we go, and, and on and on, you, you get on. the picture. Now, I'm I not doing the whole thing. I have got I lyrics for the whole thing, but it's not wrestling related enough to be part of this podcast, I'm afraid. Just say a prayer. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's pull up a chair. Right. What's the next line after that? Have a glass of orange juice. <laughs> I've written it all out. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite tragic. But um, anyway, back to the point. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. We've got to sing along. Sing along with Aaron. <laughs> uh, well, that's better than I was sing along with Shatner that we had. <laughs> oh, I wonder if William Shatner ever did a Christmas thing with wrestling. 
Oh, we should look at look at Silent that. Silent night, holy night. <laughs> All, All is calm. Is calm. <laughs> <laughs> All is bright. Round John, virgin, mother, and child. <laughs> Ah, oh, some resolve now. Holy infant, so tender and mild. Sleep in heavenly peace. <laughs> I uh, love that you give me no feedback on this clip you've just added to the sing-along. It's brilliant. This clip is basically just nonsense, isn't it? It's funny, though. I like Santina Morella. <laughs> um, I thought I, we haven't featured any clips of him yet. We probably should because uh, he, he was funny. Although I think they, they did go a bit too stupid with him at times. But yeah, they were worthy winners, him and the great Carly. I've got a question. What would you do if Carly came knocking at your door singing like that? I would give him every penny that I owned and ask him not to hurt my face. <laughs> yeah. Don't damage your face, mate. I need this. That's all I got. <laughs> this is my money maker right here. And he'd be like, I don't know. That's, that's Andre. What does he sound like? Carly. In Indian, deep in Indian. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. For... <laughs> no, no, that's too nice. Anyway, he probably wouldn't understand what he was doing at my door, to be honest with you. No, I, do you know what, though? I wouldn't I wouldn't be scared. I'd be like, right, good luck getting in. Too tall. You're going to fit in my door. <laughs> good luck getting into this Hobbit house, son. Off you fuck off back to the Shire. <laughs> Uh, you've knocked on the wrong Teletubbies door, mate. <laughs> you want to go with a grown-ups name. <laughs> and all the while, you're, this monologue is taking place between you and his knees. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, <laughs> you're too tall, mate. You ain't getting anything from here. You're, hey, if you can get in here, you deserve all of my shits. Because, <laughs> yeah, this door's made for infants, yo. <laughs> yeah, but... All the while, I'm I'm giving him all that bants. He's probably just reaching in the, the upstairs window and taking all this <laughs> stuff from up there. Yeah, he's already in your chimney, bro. He's got it all. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So, before you go on to your final clip of the night, about some uh, awful, <laughs> and I'll throw that caveat out there straight away, awful festive wrestling jokes. Yes, please. Yes, please. When did Taker decide to go Christmas shopping? I don't know. In the dead of night. Whose present does Hulkster always buy first? Don't know. His brother, of course. Just like me. Just like me and you. That's all I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good festive jokes. No, they were terrible, but you know, crackers. This is why I imagine wrestlers to be opening on Christmas morning, you know, in their crackers. Well, crackers are a uniquely British thing. I saw a clip recently of some people um, in an American Christmas movie, one of those shitty Hallmark type films, trying to pull a cracker. And it's like they, they were something from outer space they didn't have a clue what they were doing they they pulled the little thing inside instead of holding the ends of it yeah it's yeah it doesn't translate well over there no (laughs) cracker isn't it so on to the final clip of this festive special this is shockmaster reading the night before christmas 
Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. <laughs> the stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were all nestled, all snug in their bed, with visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads. And Mama and her kerchief, and I and my cap, it just settled that our brains down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Yes, it's the return of one of our old favourites, the Shockmaster. After his incredible WCW debut, crashing through a wall in a sparkly Stormtrooper helmet and falling flat on his fucking ass, as David Gray <laughs> Smith said, here's Fred Ottman, dressed as Santa, reading to some children, including a young Cody Rhodes. Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> this is just great. He's obviously not rehearsed it at all. It's like he's never, <laughs> never seen the book or heard the story before in his life because he stumbles over his words throughout it. Somebody in the comments actually said he even botches while he reads. <laughs> I know, it's class. And there's, uh, there's some random laughing by the kids as well at points, which I think has been added in afterwards because it's a kind of shrieky laugh that bears no resemblance to whatever's <laughs> happening in the story at the time. It, there's, yeah, there's no real funny bits in it. And just, yeah, very, very random. Maybe they were remembering the Shockmaster debut. And they just... <laughs> <laughs> I remember, remember when he fell through the fucking wall. Cast your minds back, little kiddies. <laughs> Uh, the weirdest thing is that there was just no point to the segment. It didn't go anywhere. It wasn't part of a storyline. It was just a bit of uh, Christmas filler. It was like a Satsuma at the bottom of the stocking that no one really wants. It was just there for some reason. <laughs> Basically, every single one of my thoughts you just said. So we've been wrestling with my brother. You can find <laughs> no, no, literally... I, yeah, I I just thought, oh, okay, I thought he was only famous for crashing through bloody walls and making himself look like an absolute tit. But uh, here he is, and it was it was wholesome, wasn't it? A little aggressive, like a festive promo from a beast of a man in a cheap Santa suit. Yeah, I love all the close-ups of the dopey-eyed kids with absolutely no clue who the soap is at all. I, like you, I just kept expecting some twist or for him to get power slammed by a rival wrestler in front of the kids. But no, it was even more awkward, as it turns out. Yeah, that, that comment. Oh, God, just slow it down and read. Can you imagine, like, if Vince McMahon was in his ear? I've got 20 seconds left. And he's like, I've got half of a Christmas story to tell. Well, this was in WCW, so... Uh... Oh, McMahon wouldn't have been there, even though it says WWE on the video, that's because they obviously own it all now. But yeah, this just there's no point to it. Imagine just having to fill time on a wrestling program in the early '90s, and you've got nothing. Just just put some wrestler in a Santa suit and get him to read to some bored kids. Yeah, but like you know the Roddy Piper Halloween thing that you shared that was actually really funny he was wild he was a great comedian and actor and you know bounce bouncing back and forth with uh my favorite mcmahon and you know that has entertainment value this was just a guy reading a book and, 
the Roddy Piper thing was a, like a, a sketch, wasn't it? Essentially, yeah. it was like a sketch you'd see on a sketch show, and it was designed to showcase, like you said, those aspects of his personality. But this, this was just a man who'd never read a story before, reading a story, <laughs> never read a bloody book. Oh my god, it was you weird. could just you could just imagine the conversation backstage, right? What have you got for me tonight? Who am I wrestling? Well, is an idea we've got, okay? <laughs> what type of match have I got? Well, not a match as such. More more you're gonna oh. be sat down. Okay. Am I on commentary? Guest commentary. No. You're gonna be sat in front of a in front of a fireplace. Okay, well it's Christmas, I get it. In a Santa suit. Oh. Reading oh. to some kids. Oh, oh, okay. Um, don't 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 think of it like that. Think of it like a battle royal. This is the most amount of opponents you've ever wrestled in front of before. Yeah. Put a spin and, on it. And uh, what am I going to be reading? Oh, you know, the night before Christmas. Uh, no, it isn't. It's a week before Christmas. No, no, no. The story, the night before Christmas. Never heard of it. What? It's a classic beloved children's tale. This is about. 150 years old. Nope, never heard of it. Oh. Well, you've got to go out there, pretend it's your favourite book, and read it to some bored kids who couldn't care less. <laughs> okay. You, you you can read, though, can't you? We're just checking before you go on, because obviously there's a lot of pressure. This is live TV. Prime time. You know, you. I, I don't want to ask a wrestler if he can read. I don't want to typecast you. You can read, though, can't you? Well, yeah, you know, menus and... <laughs> I love that we've created this entire sketch. This is more bloody entertaining than that. It will, there will be pictures, though. Yeah, no, 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 no pictures. No. Okay, can I can I have like an auto? No, no auto cue. It literally just the book, and you just you just got to read it. All right, are they going to be interested? Are there any funny bits? No, don't worry about that. We're going to pipe in some laughter. So it'll it, you've seen Friends. It'll be like Friends, like a big old American sitcom. It'll look like they're pissing themselves. They're bored as shit, and they want to leave. Yeah, but and, and one of the kids will eventually go on to have a career that will eclipse anything you've ever done. Yes. Oh. <laughs> but good luck. You're on a five. I <laughs> I guarantee that is precisely how it went. Me and you were the head writers at WCW, and that that is how we would pitch it to him. Maybe our segment for next year should be, "How would you pitch it?" <laughs> good, I like it. Well, he he didn't do as as good a job as I did with the night before Christmas last year. You remember my podcast intro? I do remember, and he didn't do as good as your rendition of Do They Know It's Breakfast Time this year. So, 2-0 and o for show. And I've never crashed through a wall and fallen on my fucking ass. Oh, you're having a laugh. You're the clumsiest idiot I've ever known. He has. He's done it loads of times. He's telling me a story before we went on about him bleeding everywhere. You have. You've crashed through everything. I don't blatantly lie like that. There isn't a wall you haven't crashed into. Yeah, but not through. I'm not big enough to go through <laughs> walls. I just crash into them. We have been a very festive wrestling with my brother. And you were listening to the last podcast of 2022. I hope you've enjoyed it. We've had Halloween specials, Christmas specials. And yeah, just two brothers chewing the shit. What did I say before? Cutting the shit, didn't we? Just cutting the shit. We're on every bloody yeah. platform. 
giving each other shit tonight or giving it's going in one direction. Fucking hell. Oh, I love that band. Um, yeah, wherever you get your podcast from, just listen to us for Christ's sake. Even if you want to type in if you type in wrestling looking for a decent wrestling podcast and our logo comes up, just give us a play. Yeah. Type in wrestling on your podcast platform. Scroll down. Keep scrolling. <laughs> keep, keep scrolling. Two or three pages. Don't give up. Don't be disheartened. <laughs> keep going. That's it. No, that looks like us, but they're still better. Nope. And they've got two nope. subscribers. Not that one. Nope. Not. Nope. Keep going. That, <laughs> there we are. Page five. That's us. There. I literally did that on Spotify the other week. I was trying to find whose tone was in for Would You Rather. I was going and thinking, oh, come on. I think I even typed in wrestling with my brother. And I'm like, we're not even here. We're not even the top search hit for our own name. So, yeah, we've been wrestling with my brother. Try and find us. If you can't, just listen to something else. And uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And a Happy New Year. Bye. Wrestling with my brother, we got a podcast, yeah. Wrestling with my brother. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas.